And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is transition. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Also, text MURDY, M-U-R-D-Y, to 77222. That's MURDY, M-U-R-D-Y, to 77222 uh, to be part of our cool text message club. We've got a lot of amazing things that are going to be coming down the line for that. That's MURDY, M-U-R-D-Y, to 77222. All right, so first I want to quick do a little bit of an update on masks and how to wear them. So obviously we have the masks that we have recently launched as in a week ago, uh, and that's what most of the topic is going to be about is that transition today. But one of the things that I wanted to talk more about was the filters and how to properly use them. So there are at the moment three filters, soon to be four. There are the white filters, that's MERV 11. There are the pink filters, which is MERV 13. There are the yellow filters, which are MERV 14. And then there is a new color that I'm not sure about that's going to be MERV 16. Now, I'm going to do a whole topic about what the different MERV ratings mean. However, it's important to know how to wear them. The white are, are either direction works, right? So it doesn't matter how you put them in. The pink and the yellow and probably the MERV 16, it will matter. The way it works is this. There's going to be a colored side that's going to be basically smooth and soft. That faces your mouth. And there is going to be a gauzy side with the MERV 13. It's uh, got little strings on it and it's gauzy. That faces out towards the world. So the color, the soft colored side faces in either the white or the side that's got the strings or whatever it is, the gauzy side, that faces out towards the world. And that's how you put it in the mask. When you put it in the mask, you obviously want to be careful to have clean hands and all those other things like that. And that's how you can make sure to put it into the mask properly. Also, if you're looking, there's a great video, um, I'll include the link in the description, that where Dr. Price, who is a doctor in New York dealing with COVID-19 patient COVID patients all the day, has talked about why it's important to wear a mask, even if it's only a cloth mask. And actually, the major point that he talks about is that it helps you realize how much you're touching your face. So one of the major things that we have to stop doing is touching our face, and it's very difficult people, because most people don't realize how often they touch their face until they put a mask on. So if you wash your hands carefully and thoroughly for 30 seconds with soap and water, all the usuals, and then you put on a mask, even if it's a cloth mask, what it's likely to do is it's likely to help you not touch your face. Now, our masks are a little better than that. They actually have filtration material in them, so it's a little more than just a cloth mask. Um, but that's, that's definitely one of the reasons why you should wear a mask. So today we're talking about a transition, and actually this was a, a, a question that was posed to me, uh, and it was just, how did we get into making masks? And I think it's a fantastic question. Uh, I think it's got a little bit of a complicated answer. But many of you haven't seen the behind the scenes like we have, like I have. And so obviously there's a reasonable amount of questions about like what's what's happened in the last week. So I want to get into how did the Murdy Creative Company getting into making masks? So it started about three weeks ago actually in the beginning of March, we saw, we had done a big spring sale, which we had never done before, uh, in late February. By that time, I was looking through my journals. By that time, I didn't, I hadn't written about COVID-19 yet. So I don't know if it was really on my radar. I mean, I knew it was coming out of China, but I don't think anybody really knew what it was coming, at least not in the general public. So we'd done this big spring sale and then we saw the market slowly start to tank and then the market suddenly tanked quite fast. 
and we had very low sales, lower than expected for March. Not not significantly lower, but like low enough that I was like, something's not quite right. So we saw a, a, a generalized slowdown, and that was con- of concern. And I thought perhaps the fact that we had done a sale was making people not buy because they were waiting and whatever. So I, I had some my own. I, I was had my own explanations that were completely unrelated to COVID as why things were slowing down for our business. And. We're a small business. We grew incredibly rapidly over the last year, jumping 340 something percent in a single year. So like we had a lot of growth. We hired a bunch of people, but we don't have money in the bank. We we don't have anything extra. We have about a week's worth of operating capital at any given time. So that's where I was. Anytime we slow down, that worries me a lot because we can't be slow for more than a week or two at a time before we start to like run out of money. So we're going into week three now of that. It's about March. By that point, it probably was March 12th. And COVID-19 all of a sudden was everywhere. It's all in the news. It was all, I mean, panic, toilet paper buying, you know, this was go out of stock. Nobody could find any cleaning materials, no Lysol, nothing. And Lee and I had bought supplies you know, for ourselves, I actually had bought my supplies like a week and a half before the panic hit, mostly because I thought to myself, this probably isn't a thing, but, you know, just in case. So we were actually pretty well stocked up and everything, but we had uh, just a massive slowdown in our company's sales. Just They just disappeared. And that really worried me because we've worked really hard over the last year to build a really strong team, good employees, very, very hard workers, smart people, people who have good initiative, who work on their own, creative people who are talented at coming up with solutions. We had a great team, and I, I, that's where I was really worried about having to basically lay them off indefinitely. So, suddenly, COVID-19 was everywhere. It was all the topic. It was the only topic. And I realized that we were going to have to figure this out. Otherwise, we were going to shutter our doors, and we we're probably going to have to close down, not permanently, for many, many months. And Lee and I don't have, like, savings. We put that all into the company. So, there was a certain level of well, we, what are we going to do? But desperation is, you know, the mother of ingenuity. And it was actually my mother, speaking of which, that uh, I guess you could say my mother was the mother of ingenuity, uh, who said, well, you should make masks. And I thought to myself at the time, well, we can't make FDA approved masks. And she said, you don't need to. There's going to be such a shortage of these masks, you know, because dad's a doctor. So I had, you said they had some, a little bit of firsthand knowledge and experience, kind of a little behind the scenes knowledge of how bad it was going to get uh, with the shortage. And I thought to myself, well, we can't make FDA approved masks, even though I looked into the regulations and boy, that is a challenge. Um, but she made a good point that not only are the hospitals not going to be able to get masks, nobody's going to be able to get masks, right? They're going to be reusing masks. And even if the masks come back, right? Even if the supply of FDA approved masks rises, they're only going to be available to the hospitals, not to the nursing homes, maybe, or not to, you know, any of the EMTs. Like there's going to be a whole group of secondary and tertiary people that are not going to be able to get access to masks. And I thought to myself, okay, well, we can make a good product. We can make something that helps people. We can do something that is is quality. And we can make something that'll, and, that, and we can keep the doors open. We can keep the lights on. We can keep paying people. Uh, and we can keep the business alive. So that's kind of, the, so the transition, the, the first part of the transition actually was just, was sheer numbers. It was math. It was just looking at the numbers saying, I don't want this dream to die. But then once we made the decision to make masks, then the next decision had to be, what kind of masks are we going to make? Now, I am the son of a doctor and the, my father is one of the people that would likely be potentially in the crosshairs of this. 
an older person who would be in a, in a, in a, potentially interacting with a lot of COVID-19 patients if things got really desperate and really bad and who would be needing the protective gear that was really meaningful. That was more than just, you know, designed to make you feel better. So I said, well, we've got to make masks that are actually going to do their job, that are actually going to stop the virus as much as we can. And obviously we don't know that. We can't prove that, but we can, we can do our best using all of the information available to us. So the first thing I did was I went and bought as much filter material as I could from the local Menards of all places. Uh, and the best I could buy was Merv 11. Now, Merv 11 filters, uh, they're, they're, they're decent at, at filtering particulates that are one to three microns in size. Now, one to three microns in size is, is pretty good, right? That's, that's uh, the average sneeze is five microns. The stuff that's aeros aerosolized is between one and five microns. So the Merv 11 was a good start. Very quickly, I realized that the filter material was going to be the hard thing to come by. Like that was going to be the most difficult thing to buy. So we realized that we very quickly, because we sold out of those disposable masks almost immediately, and we transitioned. We said, okay, now we need to make something that is going to be used less filter material. And so we came up with our cloth masks. And our cloth masks really were not designed to be filtration in their, their, like their manufacturing. They're designed to hold a filtration piece, a much smaller amount of filtration material than the other masks did inside the pocket. And they have a stainless steel nose piece and they could tie and they were much better at sealing um, against the face. So they were good. So then we had to find the, the filtration material. And because I wanted this to be more than just a cloth mask. And that's where we ended up sourcing. I just got on the phone. We, I mean, I just called everybody and we ended up getting, coming up with a relatively creative solution to the problem. Um, and now I was able to secure, I think, 30,000 refills, 10,000 at MERV 13, 10,000 at MERV 14, and 10,000 at MERV 16 of reusable disposable filters. So theoretically, with our system, a doctor could put on a clean, fresh cloth mask with a clean, fresh MERV 16, which is equivalent to an N95 respirator in, in filtration capabilities, with a clean MERV 16 filter in it, walk into a patient's room, interact with that patient, walk out of that pa the patient's room, still with their gloves on, remove the mask gently, carefully, pull the filtration material out and dispose of it, put the cloth mask in a dirty bin, remove their gloves, wash their hands, put on a clean mask and start all over. Right. So theoretically, with our system, the patient, you, you could go from patient to patient to patient and have a clean mask and a clean system. So this was the design. And there are there are definitely people, I think, who could really benefit from that system. And we're working right now with our local hospitals and trying to get that sort, sorted and coordinated. But in the meantime, we have launched the masks to the general public and we have seen a massive, massive, overwhelming surge of interest and support and purchasing specifically because there are a lot of doctors, nurses, people at, uh, we've had some people from Walgreens, we've had some contact from EMTs and people like that who, who would otherwise need masks that just can't get them because they're all going to the hospitals at the moment. So we're very happy to be able to support the community and kind of help in that, that, that tertiary and that secondary market while the, you know, primary physicians, the people in the front line are using the better masks. Um, but you know, we're, we're just here to do our best. And I think this is where, this type of transition is important because we launched these for pre-sales on Tuesday night of last week. And I think in the last couple of days, we've sold well over 600 masks, um, which has been 
a huge change for us, right? We've we've really seriously had to ramp up our production. We've hired several outside seamstresses because we've never done stitching before. We've never done anything with cloth before. We've never done anything with twill tape. We've never done anything with filters like this before. So all of the supply lines are brand new. And so I've had to contact each of these and try to build relationships with these people very quickly and secure materials and have them shipped as quickly as possible and secure, you know, the futures on the materials because you can't just have it. So it's been a big, uh, big shift for our company. And are we still making leather? We are occasionally like every, every think I think it's every two or three days right now. We're like taking and setting aside some time to work on doing the leather projects that are coming in. However, we obviously have to keep a clean environment for this. So we've been very diligent about that. And it's just, it's a, it's a difficult time, but we've had a ton of support. We've had so many people reach out to us and say, thank you. There's been so many people that have been just thrilled that we've been able to do this and it's been good for us, I think it's been good for the team. A lot of people, a lot of our people that we've brought on new for this particular project have been happy to work extra hard and to work really hard to do better, to do more than, than we otherwise, otherwise would have. So I'm very proud of what we do. I'm very proud of the team. I'm very proud of the work we've been able to accomplish and, and what we've got coming down the road. And we're ramping up production. By the end of this week, I think we'll be able to produce 225 masks a day, if not more. We could probably max out at 300 if we really needed to. Um, and, you know, if we're really maxing out at 300, I'm sure we could expand it even further. So there's a lot of great stuff that's coming down the pipeline, and I am glad that we were able to make this happen. And I'm glad for our amazing community, all of those of you who have been out there who have cheered us on and purchased from us and purchased for friends and purchased donation masks, which you can on our website. Um, you know, you guys have really really made this worth it and have really helped us keep keep alive and keep rolling and help us do the good work we're working on doing so thank you guys for tuning in um i can't promise that i'll have a podcast on thursday last week i didn't have one on thursday it's just there's so much going on and i'm up in the workshop 10 hours a day so i don't know if i'll be able to do one on thursday i'm going to try to keep doing one on tuesday at the very least um but make sure you subscribe so that you get notified when we do a new podcast. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, or folio, please feel free to message us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. You can also contact us about face masks there. If you want to learn more about our face mask procedure, you can go to murdycreative.co slash face masks. It's plural, face masks, all one word. Or on the main page of our website, there's a big blue button that says... Learn more about the Birdie Creative Co. face masks. You click that, it'll take you right to the page. Or you can click on the shop, and the very top of the shop page, there's going to be a, a face mask on the drop-down. So there's a couple of different ways to get to it. Go check them out. Learn more. You can actually read more a lot about more about the filtration. I'll do more podcast on that but um, and what that means and how our system works. Uh, you can also text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. Please give us some time and be patient. Normally, Lee and I both do emails and answer to the questions, and we've gotten a massive flood of questions about face masks. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Just be patient if it takes us a little bit to get back. We're Right now, we're answering emails from like two or three days ago, so that's kind of where we're at. But uh, we definitely appreciate your patience. Uh, if you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community, both leaving a review on the podcast, but also leaving a review on our product on the Facebook page, murdycreative.co. Um, if you go to the Facebook page, slash murdycreative.co, or you can type that under the search bar, there's a reviews tab. You click on that. You can say, do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? You click yes, and you can write your review. You can also read the reviews that we've got. There's a ton there, and we're very happy and very proud of our reviews. Um, you can also join our brand ambassador program, murdycreative.co slash ambassador. If you want to tell your friends and make a little bit of commission, uh, word of mouth is still the best form of advertising. So please share the word. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. This particular topic was actually a request. So I would love to hear more about what you guys want to hear about. And I want to tell you guys about it. I want to share with you guys what's going on behind the scenes. So please send me a message about what you'd like to hear or comment below. If you have something specific you're interested in, if you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our book discounts available. 
right now with how the lead times are going, bulk orders are going to have a little bit longer of a lead time. So obviously, if you've got a big project coming up, let us know longer and more lead time you can get us, the more easily we'll be able to be confident in being able to get you those things on time. So thank you so much for that and check that out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.